Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are wrapping up Halloween month and talking about Lovecraft Country, the show that wrapped up, I believe, this, not this past Sunday, but the next one, or the one before that. Two Sundays ago, yeah. Two Sundays ago, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, so... Lovecraft Country is an HBO series. Uh, I believe it's on regular HBO, right? Not just HBO Max, uh, I believe. Yeah, both. Both. Okay, cool. So uh, highly, highly uh, anticipated by me. I'm a big fan of the novel. So uh, stay tuned to the end. and We will talk about that. Um, but before we go any further, we got to make sure that we remember our um, pickle of the of the week. Got week. it. <laughs> Sweet. Um, that was maybe the worst one. That I think that was that, definitely the worst. One. That was absolutely the worst one. Um, <laughs> my pickle this week is I'm picking Cyberpunk Red pre-order. Honestly, let's be hey. where we're taking pre-orders <laughs> on it. It's got a real date now. If you want yes, that, sir. One, come in and guarantee your copy. Cyberpunk Red, the role-playing game, November nineteenth, same week as the video game. You need to get them both. And knowing our Talsorian, the people that make it, they're going to underprint it, and it's going to go out of print for a while. So you need to get it that first week. Um, and you can come into any Bedrock City location, put your name down, guarantee you get your copy of Cyberpunk Red. Boom. And then play with your boys on Discord. Yeah. Uh, I am picking uh, X-Men number one stasis. Is that what it's called? Sure. Okay. It's part Ten eleven tie-in of Ten of Swords. Yeah, it's uh, T- Tenny Howard and Jonathan F. Hickman. What's so, the F stand for? Uh, Fortnite, I think. It does. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited. It's been really good. Awesome. Everybody has a sword. Um, there you go. You get Everybody a sword. You sword. get a sword. Um, I am picking. Let's see. What's big this week? I haven't thought about it books. yet. It's a lot of books. There's three Jokers. The yeah, it's a really big comic book. Three Jokers, but I'm not picking that. Uh, Last Ronin, but I'm not picking that. Um, <laughs> Heavy Metal 302. Spawn, but I'm not picking that. Spawn, Spawn 311. I guess I'll pick that one because we're doing the donation thing for it. Oh um, yeah, the the, the Chadwick, it's the Chadwick cover. Boseman tribute cover, which is a little bit, um, I feel like uncool of them to do because they're not they're not doing anything on the publisher level, you know, on oh. Image's end or Todd McFarlane's end. But we're pick Bedrock City's picking up the slack, and we're donating. That's right. A dollar from each issue. It's a three dollar book, so it's basically all of our profits from it, you know, to um, uh, St. Jude's, which is like one of his favorite charities. So if you awesome. pick up that issue, the regular cover, we got lots of it, you know, so you can buy multiples, and each one we will donate a dollar. Yep, yep. And I have a plan. Tell me, oh. tell me if this is okay or not. Um. So we're getting maybe like 500 of these, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a um, lot. So let's say we donate $500 when all is said and done. I want to like take a screenshot of it and like put it on Twitter and challenge image, image to match to, it. To match it. Yeah. And Todd McFarlane. Yes. Yeah, boy. I think that's a good idea, right? I mean, that's a good idea. I mean, it's a great idea. Absolutely. I mean, what, what, what are they going to do, right? Ignore Not it. Not do but nothing. Still, Ignore yeah. it. Yeah. It'll get maybe lost. We'll get on, maybe we'll get on Bleeding Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Image snubs local comic shop. <laughs> Refuses to acknowledge. 
fantastic. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, let's talk about events. Um, this week, I have nothing. Uh, actually, I don't have anything. I will give you my dates for the next stuff, but uh, not, I won't give the full talk up. Um, November, our, our November events for gaming. Uh, we have Keyforge on the 13th and Keyforge on the 20th. And then we have... Yeah. On the 21st, we have Paint Night, the meeting of the Virtual Paint Club, which at some point will become an IRL Paint Club. But, you know, here <laughs> we are. Um, and this one is um, not a freestyle like last month. This one, there is a kit. I only have three kits left as, as of this recording. The kits are $20. Um, and you get one ogre zombie miniature, and you get uh, 12 paints, two brushes, and uh, instructions from me how to paint it. And it's going to be a fun time. We do that all on our Discord. Uh, only three kits left, only available at the Sugarland location. Although you can go somewhere else, I guess, and ask them to, to for us to send it over. Yeah. So yep, yep. it's going to be fun. Yep, yep. Um, is it my turn? I guess. <laughs> yes. I mean, you don't want uh, to have any events. We got a big one today. It's a big one. Okay. Well, first I'll do the small one. Today there is a half price facebook live sale that's tonight at 7 p.m um so we pulled like double the amount of comics because we're gonna go really fast and it's it's gonna be almost a three hour long show it's gonna be longer wow um and everything is half price it's lots of good ones lots of mylard ones you know from the back that we don't normally do at half price but richard pulled like tons of those so there's lots of books that are like a hundred dollars and then they're 50 you know or like $300 $300 books for 150 So are they going to be marked already at half price or are they going to be half off the stickered price? I already, I spent all day today writing these post-its with like the original price and then a red line through them and then the new nice. price. Yeah, you <laughs> so you can yeah, go you through did. the gallery on online. It's on our Facebook right now and you can um, preview all the group. books there. And there's also a tons of uh, 40% off graphic novels also. Ooh, get the em. reason we're doing this is because today also marked the first day of the Halloween sale. What? You beautiful. I'm sure we're all exhausted at this point. Speaking of Halloween sale, what's up? Kudos to Dylan and these uh, ads on on Twitter. I <laughs> Super I, legit. I, I enjoy fooling people. <laughs> Super legit. Love people are like, where is this billboard? I'm like, I'll never tell. <laughs> totally not Photoshop. <laughs> are, are people 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 believe it? Yes, that's amazing. They're good, dude. They do. I know, but that's hilarious. I have one more. I just wanted to do all of them up until the day of the thing. So, oh well. But um, I love the bus stop one. That was my favorite. Yeah, that one was a good re- one. Real bus stops. I guess we could. What's this top? I mean, one? Yeah, we could. <laughs> Let's just go put them up. I mean, wh- um, I mean, what are they gonna do, right? <laughs> Take them. But down. yeah, the sale <laughs> is today. It started today, um, and it runs through Sunday. Everything in the store is on sale. Uh, back issues half off. Graphic novels forty percent off. Toys twenty five to fifty percent off. And the rest of the store twenty five to fifty percent off, except for sideshow statues and hot toys, which are twenty percent off. Um, and yeah, that's the tea. Word. We have that's we're, the we're, we got we set up all of our sanitation stations today. David bought a bunch of little tables. Oh, nice. Um, 
And then we put up our acrylics today too, our uh, register shields. Okay, They're cool. pretty cool. Yep, yep. Um, we're picking ours up tomorrow, so we'll have ours up. So are we. We're probably just going to leave them up all the time too, honestly. They're pretty nice. Point. I like them. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And uh, yeah, so it's so I got a question for limiting y'all. What's up? The capacity too. We normally don't always work the full sale. Uh, well, depending on the weekends right. and stuff. But all right, what days are y'all not working the sale? I am off Thursday, Friday. Ooh, look at you, boy. That's that's the day. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm working Halloween, which is Saturday. Sure. Eh, you know, whatever. That's the big one. I'm not off any special day. I'm just off Saturday, Sunday. Cool. I am off on Sunday. You only got that's one. It? Day? One one day of the sale off. Oh, okay. no. oh, you're off tomorrow. Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. But so. I don't have an easy breezy schedule. I'm doing the live sale tomorrow and then no, tonight, whatever. You know what I mean. What on Wednesday night. And then <laughs> yeah. since I can't pull anyone to help me invoice, like normally someone comes and helps me alphabetize right. all the boxes. It's normally like seven boxes of stuff, you know, to alphabetize and type into a spreadsheet and then send invoices right. to everyone. But since I can't do that, um, Eddie's going to stay late with me. Dang. On Wednesday, so it's gonna Oof. the show's gonna end at ten, and then we're gonna start doing that. Shout Oof. out to be, Eddie. Shout out to my baby night. boy. Shout out to and my he baby would, boy. He was supposed to take a half day today to make up for that, and then he they were like, "No, you can't leave." They didn't okay. say you can't, but it was like really busy, you know. Like, <laughs> you can't leave. Like, no, you can't leave. They're not, they're not tyrants. Like tyrants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got boys. some late nights ahead of me. Nice. And it's you're gonna you probably are gonna have more books to get through because it's of the half price shenanigans. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice for customers, for viewers, you know, but it kind of sucks for me because it's like the same amount of work. But so if you've never tuned into a live sale, um, this is the this is the week to try it on. This is the time. Yeah, try it. How, how do the things watch? really fast this time? You just go to bedrockcity.com/slash live. Nice. It's every every Wednesday at seven. Awesome. Um. So this is the part where we do what I done did. Um, Ron, what you done did? We did we didn't pregame this, so I don't know if he got. Oh any, boy, I honestly don't. You do anything? I'm prepared this time. Oh, I, I uh, I think I watched two episodes of The Boys. That's about it. Watch some Lovecraft Country. And well, yeah, that too. But yeah, I haven't done anything uh, of note. So excellent. Dylan. Well, I watch movies every week, and then every right. time we get to this segment, I'm like, "What did I watch?" So I wrote them down this week. Okay. Ooh, got them. I watched uh, seven movies. I watched. Oh my god! Jesus. Lo- <laughs> Love and Monsters, which was a good one. It was a. It's like a Dylan O'Brien sci-fi movie. Broken Hearts Gallery, that. which is a rom-com about whatever. It doesn't matter. Dating Amber, which is about a like these two Irish teenagers. They, it's a gay boy and a gay girl, and they become each other's beards so that they all have to come out. Over the Moon, okay. which is a Pixar kind of style animated movie that just came out on Netflix. It's a. It's like a Chinese folklore, but a Pixar movie. It was really sad, but really good. Okay. Yes, God, Yes, which is kind of like Lady Bird. It's about a girl growing up in the early 2000s who is learning to embrace her sexuality after we collided, which is a terrible sequel to like a Wattpad turned into a movie thing. Don't worry about it. Oh, and then boy. Which is the new Wattpad. HBO. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> don't worry about it. Okay. There was a movie called <laughs> After that came out last year. It's like a wrong, it's like Fifty Shades, but not sexy. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, <laughs> You're really this is after we collided. And there's one more, starring okay. Hero Finds, Ray Finds his son. Oh, you should know that, Michael. I should. Okay. It's very important. And then Witches, the remake. The HBO How was Max. Witches? Um, it was okay. It was. I appreciated the 
but they didn't shy away from making it a little spooky. You know, I thought it was going to be more, um, you know, sanitized. But it was not to sound like an old man, but kids' horror movies really aren't scary at all anymore. Like some, no, some, they're not. Back in the eighties and nineties, and I guess earlier too. But um, kids' PG horror movies they could be pretty scary. This one is PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh, all right. But I like I like how they I don't know they look a little bit more like um, the drawings, you know. And all okay. the witches, they're not as grotesque as the. Have you guys seen the original? I can't yes. remember. With I have not. They're not. They're not quite as grotesque, but they have these like Joker lines on their face. Everyone's got those and, Joker like, like that's like the, yeah, like a big. But it turns out that's just like a continuation of their mouth, and they can just smile really wide. And it's got a big mouth. Okay. Yeah, but that's exciting. Uh, I would skip it. <laughs> okay. Well then, um, I watched some Lovecraft Country. I was mostly caught up. I only had to watch two episodes. Um, I we watched after Key Forge last week. We watched The Masked Wrestler episode one and two. I'm sorry <laughs> to see my boy Barf got eliminated. Oh no! Yeah, they, they oh, give no, uh, Barf. Yeah, Barf. They give Barf. them all fake names, you know, when because they wrestle in like a you know a morph suit with like a different color little luchador mask thing on. And then uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, we'll be we'll be doing it again in a couple of weeks on our Discord if anybody wants to hop in. So they wrestling to to I don't I don't so, even so, so I'm not it's, tackling it's, that no 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 I want to know I want to I'll, I'll give it to you so it is it's very short the episode's Thanks, are like 15 minutes you're welcome um, yeah uh, what it's basically there's eight wrestlers who wrestle with unknown their identities masked they have obviously wearing morph suits and like a little lucha mask on top and then and then they have a match and then the loser has to reveal who they are. That's- <laughs> So it's Mass Singer. Yeah. It's Mass Singer. Yes, it's Mass Singer. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, I just and and just like Mass Singer, there's useless judges that have no purpose other than to go. I think that's so and so. Yeah, but Mass Singer's at least picking who they want to proceed. You know, oh, no. like oh, those two are good. They don't vote, no. right? No, they, just they vote. They vote, but it's fake. Oh, I got you. Okay. Like they'll sign someone on for one episode and be like, okay, you're gonna go home the first week. You know? That makes sense. Okay. Right. Like well, the biggest people never get to the end because they're like, I'm not doing 10 weeks of this, you know? Right. Sure. Yeah. It's like, um, well, with, you, with, with the mass wrestling too, it's like they're pretending that, you know, all the commentary is treating it like it's, you know, for real. This is, you know, gotcha. a true contest and these wrestlers don't know who each other are. Sure. Sure. Know, sure. Pretty funny. I think they truly don't know who they are though, but I think the order in which they leave is, pl- is planned. Gotcha, gotcha. Look at that inside baseball. And then the other thing, I I did a mini. I painted a uh, uh, a unicorn. A unicorn. I, I did a Halloween unicorn. <laughs> it looks looks good. So closer for the audience. <laughs> yeah, show, show, I'm showing it to. Ooh, I like the. Is that like a metallic orange? Yes. Um, kind like of. That. There's. It's an orange, but there's a metal some metallic stuff in it. Yeah, I did a did a unicorn over the weekend, and. Uh, that's it. That's what I done did. Let's get into the news before we eat up another 30 minutes of just nothing. <laughs> um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot poster has been revealed. Finally. Oh finally. I'm glad they're finally redoing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I really, uh, I've, been, I've been waiting for them to redo this, redo this sometime. Um, Legendary Pictures Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot recently hit a roadblock when it lost its original directors, Ryan and Andy Tohill from The Dig, uh, which I have not seen. Um, over creative differences one week just one week after commencing production in bulgaria 
but it doesn't look like the setback has had too much of a negative impact on filming. Oh, just that's a good sign. Losing your two directors didn't really affect <laughs> yep. it much. And also, really, before I continue with the story, like how like what kind of creative differences can you actually have over Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Also, like, what kind of budget or do they have that they have to shoot in Bulgaria and not in Texas? Like, it's not that expensive, right? Unless it Especially takes place now, there. Right? It's got to be COVID, crazy. fam. They can't. They can't shoot. An official yeah, website right. for the horror revival is now online, revealing that Elsie Fisher from eighth, from eighth grade, Gucci, um, Sarah <laughs> Yen, uh, Jacob Lattimore, and Mo Dunford Jeez. Uh, have all joined the cast. A-listers, the lot. And the movie is still on track to hit theaters next year. Well, of course it is. Uh, we also had the first promo poster featuring Leatherface's skin mask, along with the tagline, the face of madness returns. This poster looks Maybe it's like a sequel. Crap. Like this looks like nothing. I mean, well, it's they a don't poster. have much to show. I feel like I get it, but I don't. It care. is a poster. This is I, without looking it up. This is like the fourth or the fifth time this movie's been remade. Whatever. I'm a, I'm hyped for everything. I'm excited. Yeah. I want new content. Yeah, right. hype it all. Um, the Mandalorian season two trailer is re- has been released. Um, as promised, a brand new look at the Mandalorian debut um, debuted tonight or last week while we were recording. Um, right, but it's probably going to leave a lot of Star Wars fans disappointed. There's some exciting shots of the Razorcrest crew, which seems to include season one's hapless. Um, how, how do you say that? Myth Mithril. Um, sure. Blasting into battle. I've seen season one. I don't know how to say that. Um, but still no signs of Ahsoka, Boba Fett, or any of the new characters that are expected to debut this season. Well, I mean, I really I, think they're going to show them. Yeah, they were, no, of course they not. didn't give you baby Yoda in the first season. So like, but they gave you baby Yoda in the trailer doing, doing all his, doing all the business sure. being real cute. Yeah. For season two. But I heard that they're not um, showing any screeners to any reviewers or anything. Hmm. There's some kind of big spoiler in the first episode. Oh, really? I'm sure it's either one of those, Ahsoka or Boba Fett. You know? What if it's neither and it's like something really just wild? Baby Yoda's died. Baby yeah. Yoda dies in the first. Wow. God. <laughs> dark. Really dark. He do, he goes dark side. Ooh, got him. When does that show start? Soon, right? That's this week. Yeah. Wow. Friday. This Friday? Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, we probably got to start watching that then. And I missed um, the trailer. So there you go. Oh, you didn't see it? Nope. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Yeah, uh, no, sure it doesn't. I mean, it shows. That's what it sound like it's exactly what you expect from a Mandalorian season two intro trailer. There's not mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um, Willow is getting a Disney Plus series. Uh. Well, it was Willow Disney Plus series gets the green light? Is the title here? Sorry. Um. Before the Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, we had George Lucas's and Ron Howard's fantasy adventure Willow. The 1988 movie is a is generally considered to be something of a noble failure, but it does have a dedicated cult following. Uh, that is me. I love this movie. Um, oh wow! Uh, Howard, Re- Ron Howard, recently revealed that the planned TV series we've been hearing about was still awaiting the green light, but THR reports that the show is now officially in development at Disney Plus. Warwick Davis is set to reprise the title role, with John M. Chu uh, on board to direct the pilot. Jonathan Kasadin, um also wrote the pilot and Wendy Marisil Mer- uh, will serve sure. as showrunners um, and Ron Howard will executive produce. I love Willow. I love this movie a lot. I watched it as a kid growing up all the time and I've seen it as an adult and I still like it. 
This is my first time well. hearing this movie. Really? Yep. Well, that's actually not surprising. I don't know why I say it there like that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's good. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if you if you didn't watch it as a kid. If it probably won't like it now. I I don't know. I really don't know. It's I guess pretty, we don't find out, huh? It's pretty like harmless. You know, it's it's definitely a kids movie. It has Val Kilmer in it too. Um, we'll watch it before the show. No, I haven't seen we'll it. We'll watch it. Excellent. Um, I don't know. It's uh, the first one was actually pretty difficult to watch streaming. I don't think I don't think it's available to stream anywhere. I have the Blu-ray, but I remember running into this. Oh, I don't know. Not that long ago, looking up because we were talking about it at the store, and I don't think anywhere has it, which is really unfortunate. Oh, it's all it's all on Disney Plus now. That's good. Cool. Okay, cool. So you can go watch on Disney Plus. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon, the first trailer for Disney's latest animated adventure, has been released. Um, the first trailer for the movie is now online. The teaser gives us a first glimpse, uh, glimpse, glimpse of Raya, um, who is played by Kelly Marie Tran, and her trusty sidekick, Tuck Tuck, who starts out tiny before growing much bigger in action as they infiltrate a trap-filled temple before coming face-to-face with a mysterious masked warrior. Tran's voiceover tells us that Raya is a, quote, guardian of the dragon gem and must track down the last dragon, Sisu, voiced by Shang-Chi actress Aquafina, and hey. unite her people and restore <laughs> peace to the land. Uh, the, the, trailer, the, the trailer gave me big Tomb Raider energy, obviously. That opening sequence? Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. it. It looked cool. I like all the Southeast Asian-inspired aesthetic, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm tired of everyone online saying it looks like Avatar. It's like... Does it? I mean, Avatar is also inspired by Asian culture. That's the only oh. similarity. But that's like... I guess that's everyone's like only... Like, that's their knowledge point. to it. That's yeah. their yardstick. They're like, oh, it's just Avatar. I'm like, well, it doesn't... I don't know. <laughs> it's just annoying. But I think it looks really good. I'm glad Kelly Marie Chan's uh, getting work. Yeah, first yep. Monster Land, now this. I was so hyped for this. Remember before? Uh, I know the I had pandemic. This, I was I like, I, we, we weren't going to put it on the uh, um, power rankings. Power rankings. I was like, no, I really want it, but now I forgot all about this movie. We'll I see it this, one day. I had it number two uh, behind Dune. That's right. Yeah. Oh, how the world has changed! <laughs> now my number one movie this year is Sonic. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, I mean, actually, it probably is. No, Tenet. Tenet's been in Sonic. Birds of Prey. Uh, oh, yeah, Birds of Prey. Yeah, that came out. That still doesn't feel like it was this year. I feel like I saw that movie. B- before COVID, yeah. Best actress. Um, <laughs> Rosie Perez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give it to her. Um, Fast and the Furious news. The main series will end after two more films. Hey. <gasps> what? No. While F9 may be delayed until Memorial Day, it looks like Universal Pictures is already plotting the end game for their blockbuster uh. Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. Deadline is reporting that the studio has greenlit Fast and Furious 10 and Fast and Furious 11, which I'm sure will not be named that. They will def- they Well, no. It's, chap- it's 10 and 10-2. You know what I mean? And 10-B. No, 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 no. It has to not fit any previous naming convention to go with. Oh, sure. sure, 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 sure. It'll, it'll be the Fast Furious 10. And no, fast ten furious, fast, fast and then the fast ten and, the fast furious. furious. Fast, oh, get it? Fast, fast and furious. In your seatbelt. Oh uh, God! <laughs> uh, Justin Lin, uh, who has directed five of the nine installments, really? 
yeah. Um, yeah. is currently in advanced negotiations to helm the final two chapters. Well, I'm sure he doesn't have too much else going on. Um, he's the good director for these, so he is. Yeah. that he's doing them. Um, does this? How does this make you feel? Are you sad um, to see this? I think it's time. You think it's run its course after eleven Ele- films? You think eleven's a weird one to end on? I feel like, but well, if you count Hobbs and Shaw, that's twelve. But it also says yeah. main series, so there's no yeah, reason they're going to be spinoffs for sure. A Letty movie, yeah, well, they're they definitely going to be spinoffs. They keep talking about that all female one, but I don't know. There's going to be, I'm sure, every character that people want to see more of will get a spinoff. Right. I'm excited for them to go to space. That's all I want. That is that going to be eleven? They have their end game moment and they fight Thanos. They're supposed to be going space in. Team, right? Instead of the instead of the infinity gems, they have to get you know all the all the, the, the cars in the engine, right? They have. To I get thought they go to space in nine in the next one. Am I wrong? Is it the next one? It might be. I don't no, know. no, it's the one after nine. Nine is the one with Roman Reigns, right? And John Cena. No, nine's right. the one that's not out yet. Right, right, right. Nine's the one where they use the don't they like the, the trailers out and like, oh, they the, use, like, the helicopter. Car, right? The helicopter. And John Cena's the brother. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But I think didn't Michelle? Didn't we talk about how Michelle Rodriguez said they were going to space or something? Yeah, I think that's ten. I definitely how don't do you, remember. I'm sorry. How do you top that though? After if it's not the last well, one, ten they get to space. Eleven they're in space the whole time. Multiverse. Aliens. Will they cross over with a big property at the end? Yeah, they have to. No. That's the only way they can. Transformers. <laughs> they go to Cybertron. <laughs> What 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 would I want it to cross over with? I Sonic. I would be okay with that. That's so stupid that I'm I'm in it. I'm in for it. It would have to be like they land on Cybertron and Vin 22 Diesel. Jump Street. Oh, no, I want it to be no. Sonic. I want Dom and Sonic to race at the end. Yeah, they pull up to the line and he's got the charger driving it. And Sonic. Uh-huh. Oh man, thing looks pretty gotta fast, fast, huh? Gotta go fast. It's no match for these pants down to his red and white shoes. Oh, I love it. And then, yeah, I'm okay with and that. then he sees uh, Dom's nitrous, right? But then Sonic, he goes, super, he goes supersonic. And then imagine what? Fast and Furious where they got those rings and they can drive between worlds. That'd be cool. Oh man, that's it. That'd be sick. Okay, be next sick, next week instead of watching Fast Four, we're just gonna fantasy book how the fan tra- <laughs> how the franchise is gonna go for the next. We're just gonna make write a whole another eleven movie franchise, but just start out on ten. You know, start I out being completely Jim wild. Jim Carrey's Robotnik would fit right in. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you you then you have like a wacky races sort of sort of scenario where <laughs> you can get all sorts of different people in all sorts of wacky vehicles. You know, and it's if you're doing that, you have the Hasbro versus Mr. Potato Head. You know, Optimus Prime. So sick. Yeah, I'm in. Let us know if you're in too at PRC Uncanny <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, and on, Insta- on Instagram and on Candy Universe. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 news. Warner Brothers will make a decision in the coming weeks about a December release. Come Oof. on. What a headline. <laughs> hey, guys, we're thinking about it. We haven't forgotten, is what they say. Um, there aren't many blockbusters left in 2020, uh, with theaters still relying on titles like The Crudes, A New Age, uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, and Wonder Woman 1984. The latter is set to be released on Christmas Day. Uh, spoilers, it's not in the article, but that's not going to happen. Um, and with a small <laughs> number of theaters in New York City now open, the industry is relying heavily 
on that DC Comics movie to bring the masses back to the multiplexes. Variety explains that even if 1984 ends up making half as much as 2017's Wonder Woman, which grossed over 200, I'm sorry, $820 million worldwide, that would be that would not be a good result for the sequel Warner Brothers expected to earn much more than its predecessor. The trade notes that Warner Brothers is eager to unveil 19, Wonder Woman 1984, a movie that was filmed in 2018 to the masses. <laughs> But the insiders suggest the studio won't make a decision about its release, at least for another few weeks, to better assess the landscape. Um, I don't know if you saw today, but Studio Movie Grill uh, filed for bankruptcy. Oh, right. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so, unfortunate. Yeah. So, I mean, things aren't looking too hot out there for these I wonder studios. how long, like, the big ones are going to be able to keep afloat, you know? The AMCs and the... Well, the, there was an article what a month ago, right? About AMC's only got a month or some worth of money left, or some some garbage. Oh, for real? No, so, I, remember like, I feel like they, they even if they do close down, I feel like what are they going to do? Evict them and then move someone else in during the pandemic? Yeah, just open up for I a, feel like Dick's sporting I, should, goods. I feel like they should be able to just resume as normal once the movies come out. But who knows? I feel, whoever owns those properties needs to just be cool, right? Like, come on, sure, sure, sure. But I feel this like a, somebody. I feel like there's some rich loser out there that's like, yeah, I can buy the movie theater. I have the money for it. Right, then you open up. Buy that, you know, and just start. I'd be fine with that. That'd be wild. But not, no, but like use it for something else. It'd be like, that AMC's gone. You know what I mean? It's a Planet (laughs) Fitness now. (laughs) I I want some like rich kid who's always wanted to own movie theaters to just buy them up and then make them nice, you know? Right. That's what I want. Good. I'm yeah. sure they'll be fine. This is something where I feel like uh, like industries like this where they physically can't make money, you know, there's like no way. I feel like this is where government should step in with loans and aid, you know. But mm-hmm. not, in, not this administration. Apparently not. Um, but anyway, do we think Wonder Woman is coming out this year? No, right? No. No, not at all. We, I mean, we'll see it though, right? I mean, if it does, we'll do the theater rental for. I still want to rent a theater. Freaky is still coming out mid-November. I want to rent a theater for that. I'll do freaky. It. Yeah, I'm down. Yes. Is that a Freaky Friday <laughs> remake? It's Friday the Thirteenth. No, it's. Well, it's Freaky Friday meets slash a slasher movie. Oh, I think we watched the trailer for it. I'm, yeah, I'm, we did. With I mean, Vince Vaughn. I'll see it. Oh, with the Vince Vaughn. Yes, I'm so into that. <laughs> with the Vince Why it's not Vince coming Vaughn. out for Halloween, I don't know. Well, I mean, COVID, I guess. <laughs> it's a good I'm going to be gone two weeks after Halloween. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, right. Um, Mercy Sparks news. Everyone's been waiting for this. Um, MGM acquires screen rights for Cult Devil's Due comic series. Um, it looks like a big screen adaptation of Josh Blaylock's 2008 comic book Mercy Sparks will now be in development or will soon be in development in MGM as the studio has now acquired the rights to the cult Devil's Due series. Um, Mercy Sparks follows the title character, a she-demon from hell who is, spent, uh, who is sent to Earth on a mission where she, which she must complete while hiding amongst humans. Mercy then has an existential crisis and begins to see the gray area between the good and evil this ultimately forces her to choose her place within it and compromises her mission. Up and coming writer, Nick Shafir. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Shafir has been hired to pen the script, um, which is he, which he said to be akin to a female Constantine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I don't know when when the first description refers to her as a she demon and not a demon. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, I, I hate that. Know. That's so annoying. It's like oh, it's a she, she demon, <laughs> like a girl Constantine. It's like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like I can already tell who this movie's for. Yeah, this pitch is not great. And she, she's a no she demon from hell. Isn't that cool? Bunch of du- dudes working on it. I don't know. Right. I've never Doesn't read this good. though. Me neither. Neither have I. Okay. Um, Candyman news. Nia DaCosta's upcoming horror sequel finally gets a 2021 release date. <laughs> uh, Universal Pictures has finally set a new release date for Nia DaCosta's Candyman, which will now open on August 27th, 2021. Maybe. Sure. sure. Um, the upcoming horror sequel was originally scheduled to release in June, uh, but due to ongoing coronavirus concerns, uh, has been moved to September and then October, and then the movie was ultimately forced to vacate 2020 entirely. Um, no surprises here. Uh, and again, I would not like. I'm not going to mark down August 27th on my calendar just yet. Not at all. I mean, I'm hyped for Candyman. I really well, want we all are. Movie. But you know. So the question is: So next year, we're gonna we're gonna make a power rankings list, right? Hope and hope it works out. However, like, what do we do when the rescheduled movie doesn't hit its rescheduled release date? Do we we can't just go back and review Candyman again, right? We have to we can't do the same. Yeah. Thing. God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, we're no. reviewing Candyman again, guys. It's the. I mean, at this point, we might as well just make make it to where it's where the movies aren't coming out. And if it is, we'll just shift around it, you know? Uh, That's wild. I mean, I I hope this movie does get to come out on August 27th, 2021, but we'll see. Um, Like Dylan has said many times, I don't believe any release date. Every release date you see is fake. Pretty much. Yeah. And and that's really a shame. Just like this next one. Ghostbusters Afterlife and Don't Breathe (laughs) 2 shift release dates. Upon... I'm sorry. Um, with Universal's highly anticipated Jurassic World Dominion, is it um, vacating its prime <laughs> summer release date? Uh, some uh, Sony Pictures has pushed back Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters Afterlife a few months from March to June 11th, 2021. On another note, um, Roto, mm, yep, Sayaguas, Don't Breathe Two will open in August 13th, 2021 with Stephen Lang expected to return as the blind man and both original director Fede Alvarez and Sam Raimi producing. I didn't even know there was going to be a don't breathe. Me neither. I mean, (laughs) I love don't breathe though. I love don't breathe. We saw that in theaters. I had a really good time with that. I was just, just, what do more kids try and rob him? I don't know. I mean, you would assume so, right? Cause they didn't, I don't know. I don't think it's need to sequel because half the, Half the fun was it was unraveling the mystery as the movie went, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But now we know all about this dude. I mean, unless he's gonna track down Homegirl because she escaped, you know. So uh, let know. her go. Let her be. Let her live her life. I agree. Yeah, I mean, but there's that. We'll see. So yeah, this will be really interesting to see if we actually how our power rankings. If we see it, if 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 we're gonna make a power rankings next year, or maybe uh, you know, we'll see. This next um, one though. Tenet news. AT&T CEO admits that a recent theatrical that the recent theatrical release was not a quote home run. Um, I can't <laughs> tell you the, that we walked away from the Tenet experience saying it was a home run. AT&T CEO John Stanky 
said stanky. <laughs> That's real. Oh, man. Said today during an investor call, quote, I'm happy we did it. I think the team was incredibly creative. I think we learned a few things about what we can do. I think the theaters, I think if theaters were open nationwide, if California and New York were open, we, we'd have some latitude. Well, obviously. Um, so maybe we, maybe, maybe as we get to a place where there's a little more cons- consistent footprint, we can do some more. So now I got to say, look for, look still for go. even when New York opens, some point. it's not going to go. Yeah, no way. So, so I mean, saying, do you think, do you think they will... that narrative that once every theater is open, every theater is going to make, every movie is going to make money, you know, by that logic right now, 90% of theaters are open. So movies should have like a 10% loss, you know, like right, a right. little bit, less, like making a little bit less, but no, they're making like a small fraction. So that doesn't track Mr. Stanky. Yeah, <laughs> some stanky logic is what that is. Yep. Um, but do you think they will re-release Tenet in theaters? Yeah. Once this thing goes, if Nolan winds enough, I mean, I'd go see it in theaters again, but not right now. Like, I'm not wasting my time renting a, a theater, going through that whole thing to see a movie I've already seen. Right. Unless Pass. it's DVD or something, you know, or we're we're watching a movie we already own for some review or something. It does come out in December. Does it? Like at home. Yeah. I'd like to watch it again. So. Um, the Adams Family live action TV series is in development. The Adams Family are returning to live action for a new TV series, and none other than Tim Burton is overseeing the project. <gasps> this would mark Burton's first foray into live action television, and he's said to be in negotiations to executive produce and possibly direct all episodes of this new show. Smallville developers and executive producers, Alfred Go, Goo, I don't know how to say that. Goff um, and Miles Miller are on board to head uh, as head writers and will also serve as showrunners. MGM TV is financing the development of the series and the package is said to have multiple buyers bidding for it. Netflix is the current uh, favorite. Um, cool. We I still, guess. Are we a part of Tim Burton? I'm tired of it. I'm so over Tim Burton. I really don't care oh, about him at all. Um, That's crazy. He's racist. Yeah. Oh, is he for real? Yeah, he's a problem. I had no clue. I mean, how many movie releases no he had? Didn't he many. say something about? Okay, actually, hold on. I don't want to say anything. Until you, gonna, you, gonna, you don't want to like sure. defame, Um, you don't want to defame Tim Burton right now. Um, but I know he something happened. I don't remember what it is, but I know he's up to some shenanigans. Um, In my head, he said something, but I don't want to like quote him and then be a total liar there, there's an article in the washington post that says tim burton's explains why all of his movies are full of white people um and i'm sure cool. it has something to do with that you know um so i i don't i don't have the answer here um but um no i i'm over tim burton i'm not really i don't care um i don't even know has he put out in a movie in a long time i don't know what his last movie was I mean, okay. Here's what he said. He uh, so he was asked why there's never he's had so many movies and never anyone of color. And he says his response was saying he remembers watching shows like The Brady Bunch, and he felt that whenever, which was predominantly white, and whenever they tried to throw diversity in there, he felt that it was just to make a point. So he doesn't want to ever have any diversity, huh? 
I don't know. That's a weird what that means. It's a cool. weird line of thought. But really, the answer is that it doesn't fit with his aesthetic. You know, right? Like he likes that pasty, pale white, like literally white-faced right. person, and he wouldn't know what to do with a person of color. So I don't know. He's gonna whitewash Gomez. Cool. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong. I I, I mean, I like the Adam Family uh, movies. Uh, the live action ones from the nineties or whenever that was. I didn't really ever watch the TV show. Um, there was that animated one last year, but I didn't watch that one either. I mean, it was okay. um, Simon Kinberg uh, to relate, I'm sorry, <laughs> to write and produce Battlestar Galactica movie for universal. A lot of universal news today. Um, it's been a while since we had any updates on universal's long gestating Battlestar Galactica reboot. But studio's big screen take on the, sem- on the seminal sci-fi series has now been given uh, a new lease on life. The Hollywood Reporter reports that Dark Phoenix director Simon Kinberg uh, has signed on to write and produce the project, which has also enlisted Dylan Clark, um, who produced War of the Planet of the Apes and Bird Box. Um, this new feature adaptation is expected to introduce new takes on the likes of Adama, Apollo, Starbuck, and the Cylons. Uh, but specific plot details are still under wraps. Um, I'm not a Battlestar fan. I've watched next to nothing. I only know what is in the public zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like I, I watched mm. the whole reboot series. Oh, really? It was really great. Oh, wow. Yeah, I loved it a lot. Um, I know a Starbuck. But, and, I know Starbuck and Cylons. That's that's all I know. I know absolutely <laughs> nothing. I don't know. I don't it's know. a good show. I'm not like it's not really normally my cup of tea either. You wouldn't think it, but. It was really good. It's like one of the few sci-fi shows that I've liked. Not like the channel. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Wasn't Edward um, James almost in that show? Yeah. He was Adama. Okay. Um, but Simon Kimberg should not be getting any work after Dark Phoenix. How, again, he must be cheap. We talk about this. We talked about this relatively well, recently. Well, so is every up-and-comer. I don't understand. Sure. but but Well, I think they're like, oh, well, he has experience on big franchises so you think people see his name and be like oh i'm gonna gonna go watch that train wreck that is most people don't know his name the trailer's not gonna be like from the mind of dark phoenix no Bro, way that'd be that'd be good to <laughs> get a laugh or two you know i mean has he ever directed anything of note or? not really no he's okay. like a producer mainly okay boy he did all the x-men films right right well yeah, yeah other than that Jeez, I mean, we talked about this relatively recently. I don't know what the old article was, um, but you know, it was some hack getting signed on to to make something, and it just it reminds me of the Dark Tower all over again. It's like, why does Akiva Goldman keep getting work? Like people that just like write garbage over and over and over. You know, I think if you're friends with people in the industry, you can just coast. I guess so. Yep. Oh boy. Um, no time to die news. This is, this is a bit of a doozy. Um, MGM has talked to Apple and Netflix about James Bond, about the James Bond movie premiering on streaming. Um, Bloomberg reports that MGM has had discussions with both Apple and Netflix about bringing no time to die direct to a streaming service in the not too distant future. The studio, however, maintains that it's committed to a theatrical release, though it's strange that they'd be meeting with a streaming giant if that was the case. The site explains that the James Bond movie could potentially fetch hundreds of millions of dollars in a potential streaming sale, 
though MGM contains the blockbuster is quote not for sale. Um, so, so there's some like for updates on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I think yesterday or something. They it turns out that they wanted six hundred million dollars for it Ooh. for the movie, and then okay. so everyone passed. I think they um, Netflix or something offered them three hundred million, wow. and they're like, nah. Um, hmm. They just wanted an astronomical number. Of course. So it, it just fell through, and now they're saying it was never for sale. <laughs> so okay, well that's interesting. Six hundred makes sense though. Like that's uh, I think it costs two fifty to make, probably one hundred fifty to market. So they would make some money off of that, but three hundred, they wouldn't. You know, and tenant they're not going to release it in theaters because tenants like at three twenty five. You know, so right. there's no, there's no way, there's no no time to make money right now. No time to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. No time to buy. No time to buy, apparently. Got him. Um, the Mandalorian Season 2 premiere details include episode runtime and setting. We're just days away from The Mandalorian's second season arriving on Disney Plus uh, this Friday, I think. But a new leak shared on Reddit dropped some fairly big hints about what's to come this Friday. <laughs> uh, for starters, we're kicking things off with a lengthy episode as runtime is reportedly 52 minutes. It's quite a bit longer than what we got during the first season. Most of those were between 35 and 45 minutes, which I liked. I appreciated the runtimes weren't, you know, bloated. I want a longer runtime. You do? I mean, I'm not a fan, really, of Mandalorian, but I thought maybe it needed some more character time. Mm. I don't know, but you're right. It could go that way where it's just, like, more of blah. I think it's. I think the longer it is, the worse it is, honestly. Um, you're probably maybe. right. But anyway, um, it... The, what else here um, means we can hopefully expect plenty of big reveals and moments lending some weight to the story is the fact that a leaked image from the Mandalorian season two premiere takes Din, Din Djarin back to Tatooine that um, that's widely believed to be where Boba Fett is calling home after the events of the return of the Jedi. So we might can kick things off with his return. Gross. I'm going to be so annoyed if Boba Fett shows up in the first episode. I'm sure he you will. You know he will. <laughs> I'm so, they teased him in the first season. I I so don't care about Boba Fett. There's so many more interesting things about the Mandalorians, potentially. What's the name of the show? Yeah, right? I <laughs> mean... This is, you're going to get Boba Fett at some point. I'm sorry. I know. I just... That's what the people want. You no, know, I don't... That I, I don't even hate Boba want. Fett so much. I hate... I hate what both that represents in the family. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also hate. I that's true. <laughs> I'm more excited no. to see Ahsoka. So, of course, Same. that happens. Um, I'm wondering how they're going to introduce Ahsoka and then justify her, like the child age. not going with her. No. Oh. It's like why would it say with the Mandalorian? Like sure. with Din, doesn't make any sense. But we'll see. Well, maybe she shows up at the end. Um, but I think our last bit of news here, um, Moon Knight news, uh, finds its star in Oscar Isaac, um, breaking news out of Marvel studios to kickstart the week as it's been reported that golden globe winner, Oscar Isaac, uh, <laughs> I like first credit here is Dune, um, Dune X-Men apocalypse, <laughs> really star Wars, uh, rise of Skywalker has signed on for the lead role in Marvel's upcoming Disney plus series, Moon Knight. He will portray the one and only Mark Spector in an elite. I'm sorry. 
an elite soldier and mercenary who decides to fight crime after he becomes a human avatar of the Khonshu and the, the Egyptian god of the moon. Um, I'm okay with this casting. I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, this is super solid. Although, I will say, I do get a little bit tired of seeing like the same crop of people cast in things all the time. It's like, I mean, I like Oscar Isaac, and that's cool. I'm excited that Moon Knight's getting a show, but I'd rather have, you know, somebody I don't know. Oh, yeah, so this no, is, no name you. This is his third uh, Marvel role, right? With uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine and Apocalypse oh, yeah. and Star Wars. If you can't Star Wars, yeah, yeah, like it's just it's I interesting. Mean, I feel like he's good for him everywhere but... and nowhere because he hasn't really. I don't know. He's not like a household name like a lister, you know. No, but he's also in not. everything, which is weird. I don't know. Okay, so question: okay. Is it? Should they have casted like, well, Michael, you you can tell me is Moon Knight being Jewish is like a big part of the character, right? Yes, definitely. Do you think they should have gone that route and cast like an actor um, who's Jewish or no, or doesn't no, matter? Not necessarily. I don't think that. I don't think that really is a make or break for. I don't think that's like casting. You know, um, like race. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, some people identify racially as Jewish, but um, it's definitely well, more. Yeah. I mean, some people, some people do, and it, but the, not, not, that's not really, no, I don't think so. I think that would be, that's similar to like uh, the thing, because the thing is also Jewish. And it'd be, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, you didn't cast a, a real Jewish man to play Ben Grimm. You know, boo. I, I, don't, I have mixed feelings about it, honestly. I'm not, I'll admit, I'm not like, uh, educated enough to have a full opinion you know on like uh-huh. what the jewish community would think of that but i I'm can sure imagine it would be nice if like there was a because there hasn't really been a jewish superhero in like big mainstream like it'd be mm-hmm. cool if the, like i guess if kids looked up to them like if the act if it wasn't like oh he's just pretending to be jewish you know but then you get to the point where it's like are they never acting anymore like do we have to cast exactly right real life version of that because then there's also that that argument about like gay characters too you know like right okay if they're straight actors i don't i don't know where the line is honestly the the line is do what you can i think like with with specifically with like very underrepresented things do what you can try to get as many things in there uh, as you can um but But it's weird because you don't think of jewish as like underrepresented in hollywood because it because they like run Hollywood. Right. But then like, I guess in superheroes it is, but also you can't erase the fact that it's like, there's no Latino Marvel characters. And then Oscar Isaac is. So that's groundbreaking in its own right. I don't know. I think it only becomes a problem if it's like habitually. Like, I guess with gay characters too, like it's always straight people. Yeah. Like literally always. So that's the, that's the issue. I think if it was a mix, it'd be fine. And same here, I think. But that's religion. I don't know. I mean, let us know on Twitter what you yeah, or don't, <laughs> or don't. Let's not have this argument. Yeah, uh, I like not. Oscar Isaac a lot. I'll end with that. <laughs> I'm I'm good with it. I mean, although, like I said, I'm just you know, ask Lori if this is okay. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, I will. I was like, I don't know if she'll care though. We'll like, call her right now. I, I mean, she's yeah, bring her on. Let me, let me let me just go chat real quick. Hello, Lori. <laughs> My girlfriend's Jewish, by the way. Um, She's like, I, what? What are I've you got, talking about? I've, I had to ask her. Uh, cause What's a Moon Knight? 
I had right. to ask her if uh, I could schedule uh, Keyforge on the seventh night of Hanukkah just to make sure it was all right. And it's fine. We're good to go. Hey. Hey. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about Lovecraft Country for five minutes. Um, I'm kidding. Bye. Um, Lovecraft Country follows Atticus Freeman as he joins up with his friends Letitia and Uncle George to embark on a road trip across 1950s Jim Crow America in search of his missing father. Um, this begins a struggle to survive and overcome the racist terrors of white America and the terrifying monsters that could be ripped from a Lovecraft paperback. Um, starring Jonathan Majors, uh, Journey Smollett-Bell, uh, Wumi Masaku, um, Michael Kenneth Williams, among others. Yes. That that description was a very cursory... Yeah, like, that, t- that tells you like the first no, episode. Yeah, basically. Kind of. Like, but it would, it's hard to encapsulate this show in a blurb. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, th- this was released, started airing. This is a weekly format, which we're not used to lately. Um, August 16th, 2020. It had uh, 10 episodes. It's sitting at a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience, 70%. Uh, and I know there's um, Misha Green is the head, uh, whatever, showrunner of the series. Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams are producing or something. Mm-hmm. So I was, I've been excited for this for a while. Uh, I read the book uh, last year and I read it again this year um, to get ready for this. Um, what about y'all? Were y'all excited for this before this started? I was excited based on the trailer. I didn't know okay. much about it other than that, though. I knew excited what you told me the about the book and that was it. Okay. The trailer was really good. It didn't show anything, like having watched the whole show. Right. Yeah. yeah the trailer, the trailer was very cool. secretive. So, um, spoilers for Lovecraft Country, by the way. We'll say that right now. Um, this The show, um, much like the book, is very episodic. Or very, mm-hmm. um, almost, almost anthology. Anthology, yeah. Almost. Um, not quite. I mean, there is there is much heavier through lines in this than there are in like something like Creepshow. Or you know whatever, but um, Monsterland, Monsterland, sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But the book is the same way. The book has like so many chapters, and it's just following around different characters doing their own thing. And then the first and last chapter are are the through lines. Um, um, I I enjoyed the show for the most part. Um, For the most part, for the most part, it was kind of up and down. I think there were some episodes that. were a little um so what's y'all's little skip favorite and least favorite episode That's um question my favorite was the first one okay really because okay. i like i just like the format of it that it's like it starts off as just a drama and they're basically working on like the green book you know right and then it turns into a monster horror you know towards the end sure. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they never say it but that's shoggoth by the way, just yeah, I don't we'll think throw they, that out there. Uh, they might have said it at some point. I, I'm, I don't think they did. Maybe they might have. Um, I, I think my favorite episode was uh, Rewind 1921. That was a good one too. Or or the Korean episode Meet Me in Daegu. Mm-hmm. Daegu. Uh, uh, mine was uh, episode five. So five strange case. Why? Which one was that again? I that was the the Ruby episode where oh, she uh, yeah, yeah. took the the potion. I just I like the the 
message of that episode a lot. Okay. I understand that. I, 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 I like the series mostly. Like I said, I think um, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I think it's definitely worth your time to watch. Um, but I think there are definitely some slower episodes um, than others. And I think, I think I do. Go ahead. I think the one because Chuck and Austin watches was watching it uh, week to week. And I think their least favorite was, I want to say three Holy Ghost. And that was the one where the, the Indiana Jones episode, more or less. Oh yeah, that that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one. Yeah. Is, I also think the yeah. the worst was it, episode. I, I kind of like that one. I don't I know. I kind of liked it too, but I can say that's probably my least favorite as well. I don't think that was Holy Ghost though. I think that was later. Oh, was that four? <laughs> I think a history of violence. Yeah, Holy Ghost okay, there might be the, four, like the haunted house kind of one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that it was that, that one. Yeah, so it was it was four then. But um, I, I really like the series a lot too. I think it's not without any faults, you know. Like right. it was, I think the attempt to make it an anthology but tie it all together was uh, like a varying success, you know. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like actually my least favorite one was actually Meet Me in Deku. Is that how you say it? Oh yeah. Interesting. That was your least favorite, really. So okay, so I see the show as a spectrum, like in terms of diversity, you know? Like mm-hmm. the great the greatness of the show far outweighs any of the problematic elements of it. You mm-hmm. know? There are some problematic parts of it, like in the way it depicts Korean people, um, the the indigenous woman, like the two spirited woman, mm-hmm. the gay trans and the LGBT community, like a lot of that is problematic and they didn't handle it well at all. But they did I mean, so well yeah. with with everything else that it's like I think it outweighs it, you know? I don't think it's like worth canceling the show based on you some give things it a pass they did because wrong. of the of the time frame. Oh no. Cause the way um just the I mean you could use that logic for anything, you know, the okay. way they, they introduced her, like they, for, well, first of all, they made the Korean woman fall in love with her impressor. And then they made the indigenous woman. She basically had no lines and they killed her in a second. Um, pretty unceremoniously, which is like, kind of like a sacred symbol, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the, I didn't really like the gay storyline because I thought they were like, well, he's terrible because he's gay, you know, like that's why his, he sucks. They kind of attempted to redeem it a little bit at the end, but that was like the, that was like the whole storyline. And it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it, but like I said, it does so well and it's so ground, ground scraping in every other like area. So are you talking about, it doesn't matter with, with Montrose with Montrose. Yeah. So that that's okay. So I'll tell you, none of that's in the book. No, neither of you are the book, right? No. Um, and I agree with you. I thought it was really weird. Um, ha- not that they m- made him gay or had any of the storylines with it, but it felt like it didn't serve any purpose other than to make him deficient in some way. It didn't, you know what I mean? It made him like, um, like, like you were saying, it sort of like was a source of problems for him. Hmm. It just didn't seem like it was tactfully told. Like it I agree. It, it didn't seem like it came from a place of empathy. It came from just like, like imagine, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine it in a different scenario. Like I'm not sure if there are any gay writers on the show, but if a bunch of white people wrote a show about a black wrote person. Wrote hidden figures. 
who is just terrible and they beat their kids and stuff because they had to deal with racism. You know, it's like, right. mm, sure, sure, sure. it's like a little icky, you know, sure, sure, sure. but I'm sure that. that actually happened, but it's just like, did we need to, and same with the, um, I can't remember her name. The one that Jamie Chung played that character. I felt uh, like she didn't fit in the um, show yeah, at all. Yeah. I was like, I was like, why is she there? She kind of popped up for a second in the beginning and then she had her own episode, which was a whole thing. And then she popped up at the end, but I feel like it, right. the show would have been better without her. I liked her. I like that actress a lot, but she didn't contribute anything to the show. I, I see what you're saying. Um, but th- that's sort of what I'm talking about when I'm saying it's kind of up and down. It's like, it's not all quality, I think, but, you put it you put it really well by saying that its problems don't take away from its its positivity the good things and the show is so well made like the effects are great the yes the storytelling is great everything else is fantastic you know i had never seen jonathan majors in anything to my knowledge and i thought he was really good same this is the first time i've seen him is he new or is he have we just not seen him before i wonder i don't know um i mean he's playing um Right, Kang, right? Kang, so Apparently. we'll see more of him soon. But I thought yeah. he was definitely a standout. Him and Journey Smollett. I know they're the Jimmy characters. He was in That's the easy, Five easy to say. Which just came out also. Um, but he's been in a bunch of stuff that looks like junk. Like he's been in, you know, uh, stuff I've never heard of before. Hostiles from 2017. Captain. The last black man in San Francisco was really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, was he in that? That looks good. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. get to see that, but it looks good. Neither did I, but yeah, it's supposed to be really good. And the Five Bloods was that Netflix thing, right? This year? Yeah. He was in that. But I like I like how it was the book like this, Michael, where everything was an allegory to racism. Is that how the book was? Like um, basically every story in some way was a metaphor for racism or about black legacy or something yes. like that. Um to 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 an extent. However, the book is written by a white person. Um Ooh. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely, I, I like the show better than I like the book. I liked mm. the book fine. I liked, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, and I would not probably have reread, uh, reread the book, um, except for that the show was starting. Sure. Um, and then, cause it tackles race, you know, the, the book does and you know, but there's use of the N word and all this stuff and then i find out oh matt ruff is a white guy sure sure sure. oh that's kind of surprising um you know this book written um relatively recently yeah um, not that long ago like within the last 10 years i couldn't tell you when um without looking at it. But the show is made is like produced written directed made by black people you know right Right. which is really refreshing lovecraft country was 2016 so very recently interesting um yeah, no, the, the the show is definitely a, you know, n- not made by white people, which is good. Um, it's so easy for, to for tell. Better, like, sure. Sometimes it's hard to, like, put a pin in, like, what the difference is. Well, but, like, the, it is just so, like, tonally, but it's just so easy to tell when, I don't know, yes, people no, are no, no, because, down story. Well, it's like when, when Stephen King writes about racism, like, it's it's you know he can have a good message white people can have a good message about racism however it's definitely more heavy-handed and less subtle and more like the big the big points right you know like right you know the uh the greatest hits if you will you know things that always get mentioned about horrible racism from the jim crow era um not like 
the finer points about being able to buy a house or being able to rent mm-hmm. an apartment in this neighborhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think it's that is in yeah, the book. you're right. That is in the book. Um, like <laughs> when um, when Letitia buys the apartment or whatever at the house in the book is an apartment um, apartment complex. Um, it's she she has all this money and then she, there's like multiple chapters of her and Ruby going back and forth about like you really shouldn't be doing this you know it doesn't matter where, that you got this money legit like that you can't have this this <laughs> you can't be in this part of town and you know blah 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 uh, the book the book did it pretty well um, the show definitely did a lot better um, so I would definitely say the show um, trumps the book. Yeah, I think the difference is when a white person is doing it, it's like very surface level because like they maybe they can empathize, but they can't like relate fully relate, you know, so uh-huh. this yeah. is and, it, and it's always just about, oh, well, they were treated badly, you know, and that's kind of like where it where it ends. But this like delves more mm-hmm. into like their legacy and their history, you know, mm-hmm. and how that affects like them going forward. And how that like is ba- was basically erased, you know, kind of in real life too, which is way more interesting and refreshing Most to definitely. see. So, do you think we'll get another season of this? I don't know. I I know. Um, I don't know if I want another season. It's like Watchmen. I don't know. Right. There was an article saying that HBO has not renewed it yet, but the series just ended, so they don't know. Nia DaCosta says she has ideas. Wait, not Nia DaCosta. I'm sorry. Uh, Misha Green. Misha Green. Um, Misha Green. I'm still on Candyman. Um, she said that she's got stuff and ideas, but we'll see. But, and also with the way it ended, you know, uh, we'll see, you know. Um, if, right. if they do another one, I would like to see her not shackled by the book. Like, I'm sure the book is good, but I could tell that, like, I think some of my problems with it feeling uneven were them trying to adapt some of the anthology stories from the book, you know, sure. and it didn't and, fit in. And there's anthology so I think stuff if she's that not, as well. Yeah. So I think if she's not shackled by that, then I think it would be even better if they do a second season. But I would like to see like maybe a whole new story with a new cast. The um the Hippolyta, um I'm sorry. The, the, the in the audiobook they call her Hippolyta. Uh, in the show it's Hippolyta. Um, her her anthology was way better in the show. Oh, for that me. was a crazy episode. Yeah, yeah that, that was a crazy. That episode. was wild. It was a good one. Hard too. To, I really hard to describe it. which episode is craziest. <laughs> I think it's that yeah. one. Honestly, that one. That one. That one was the most like. I feel like different out of all of them for sure. Yeah. Um. But who is your? Who are your favorite characters? Good. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh, uh, Atticus. Atticus. Lady. I mean. If, I mean. Ru- if Ruby. Ruby was Ruby was cool. I loved Ruby. I liked Ruby and Letty and what was the girl's name? She was good Ruby. too. D. D was good. Yeah, that was um I, I did appreciate in whatever the I think it was the second to last episode when uh Atticus pulls out the Lovecraft Country novel and he's like uh Yeah. Yeah. Out the cool. differences from the book is like because in the book, you know, D is Horace and uh you know uh Montrose and George are stepbrothers not blood brothers um but it's a you know so atticus has the last name turner in the the book and montrose i'm sorry george is uh, george freeman i yeah. believe 
um and they 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 change it in the show just because it's a lot no george barry george barry sorry um they they change it in the show because it's unnecessary an unnecessary layer of complication to have them why do they need to be not actual brothers okay whatever they're sure, all sure. the same last name um makes sense speaking of that that jigaboo episode was wild with the two it was, yeah, it was. creepy girls oh yeah. man those yeah, they, i loved they that. messed me up that was a good episode that, those, were were, those were proper proper scary yeah especially when like one of them like did like a back bend to look at uh yes Dean. i was like oh my lord no no i man <laughs> that was so effective I was watching. I was like, "Holy crap! I am 35. This should not be that." <laughs> Most definitely, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I thought that was the scariest episode. If you're gonna go with scary, yeah, that was the scariest one for sure. Yeah. But can we talk about how good the visuals were? Like the transformations and oh, and the and the monsters. Wonderful. And... I loved the yeah, effects. They all were good, dude. I, I was so impressed with the way the um, like shape shifting worked. It was like yeah. gross, but. But like just Super so well gross. done at the same time, you know, believable too. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I want to see real. like a behind the scenes of how they did that because it looks like it might have been a mix of practical and CG. Mm-hmm. CG. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like a making of Lovecraft Country because it was just speaking so of behind the scenes. Uh, Journey had posted a picture when I guess the episode went out, but whenever she was uh doing the the rewind, the nineteen uh, when they were doing the burning. Of, okay. the, of the mm-hmm. house, she actually burned part of her hand while she was. Oh wow! Filming it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I they, so just CGI that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, for real, huh? Would I assume we would all recommend this then? Oh, most definitely. For sure. Would Especially you, if you're not waiting week to week. Yes, I think it. it oh, yeah, now that better, you can binge it, it'll be better. Even better. As a binge. Definitely better as a binge. Did y'all watch it week to week? No. Yeah, pretty much. I did. I watched much, the f- I, go ahead. I watched the first one, uh, the first the second day, you know, the day yeah. after. And then I did the first three episodes week to week. And then I started, I started having to watch Monsterland and other stuff. So Same, yeah. So I stopped at four uh, week to week. And then I binged through five through ten on like two days. So Okay. Yeah, this this show's good. It binges really well. It does binge really well, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope we it. see more of these actors other than, you know, Jonathan Majors. I hope we see. Right. I think Journey Smollett is like getting a, a resurgence a bit, you know? She's mm-hmm. always been in like smaller films, but she's like, she was After a child Birds of Prey in this. She was, she was in um, Eve's Bayou, if y'all ever saw that. Mm-mm, I, didn't, I haven't. Yeah. It was a uh, a horror movie from the 90s. She was like the, the kid. In that. But Montrose has been in things. I've seen him in stuff. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yes, he looks totally familiar. I don't know what I know him from, but I've seen yeah, him. I, I, really, I really want to see more of uh, Woonmi. I don't know, the, the woman who played Ruby. Oh, yeah, Woonmi. Yeah. She, yeah, was she was so, great. like, That's electric, Ruby. you know, just, mm-hmm. like, commanding your attention. I really want to see more of her. Yes, definitely. Um, but anyway... I think that's going to do it for us this week. Unless you all have anything else you want to mention about Lovecraft Country. Um, Check it watch out. it. Get watch HBO it. Max. Go watch it HBO Max. It's really annoying. I'm having to watch it on Android TV because they still have, don't have a deal with uh, Roku. So I have to like... Ugh. I know. I mean, first world problems, obviously. Right. Oh my God, I have to switch problems. devices to watch my <laughs> HBO. God. Um, Put it on the Xbox, baby boy. 
Uh, I might. I might have to do that. I mean, that's the easy way to do it, fam. Yeah, but that's still another device at that point. Sure, 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 sure. But uh, anyway, that's going to do Come talk with... to me about... Uh, yeah, come, come talk, talk to Lovecraft Ron. with me. Come talk Lovecraft with Ron. I, I love Lovecraft. Does it make you want to read I the book? Either of you? Nah. Yeah, it did. But I don't have time. You don't, you don't need to. The, the, the movie's better. Or the show's better. Okay. okay. I, I, I want to read a version of this that's less authentic. It, and, it, and I can tell you, as someone who's read it twice, it is. The show is better. Okay. For sure. If you've read the book first, cool, but you don't need to. But anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Later, guys. It's Ron. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm yeah, Michael. Boy. We'll see you next time.